0: Hello again. It's me, Peter Alsop, back with my Songs to Chew podcast. This week we have a song for adults and teens from my Disciples of Perfection album. The song is If Jesus Had a Gun. I wrote this song back in 2010 after listening to comments on a Christian radio station from one of our elected officials making a case for why America needs to have the world's largest, most expensive military. He explained that we ought to have dependable first-strike nuclear weapon systems because that would scare the other country so much that they wouldn't dare try to stand up against us. And so, in reality, we would really never, ever have to use them. Hmm. It reminds me of the story we all know about someone with a hammer. They go looking for nails. Not clear, accurate thinking in my book. It's right up there with the senator from South Carolina who was accused of being a mediocre senator by a reporter. Well, the senator thought for a moment. and said, Well, sir, you know, there are lots and lots of mediocre people out there. And they need representation, too. Right. Well, I'm not a Christian myself. I'm not really much of a fan of labels. I prefer verbs to nouns because verbs are about doing things, about taking some kind of action. Nouns are used as labels and often used to dismiss someone or something. Feels like you got it all summed up when you got a name for it. And so you can move on to the next thing on your list. I remember one conference right after my show, uh, a man came up and said, Well, Peter, I can see you're not a Republican. A label. "'Well, how can you see that?' I asked. "'Well, I think the purple crocs and the long hair is kind of a giveaway,' he smiled. "'Well,' I said, playing along, "'I might be a Republican, though. "'Tell me, what does a Republican do?' "'Well, me? After church on Sunday, "'I spend time helping to feed the poor people in our town.' "'Well, I'd do that,' I replied. "'Maybe I'm a Republican. What else do you do?' "'I send money to George Bush and Dick Cheney.' "'Hmm,' I said. "'I don't do that. "'Can you tell me why you think it's a good idea?' And then we had a pretty good conversation. I mean, we still didn't agree about sending money to those folks, but at least we weren't dismissing each other and we were talking together. I've worked with lots of kids who had really negative images of themselves. I'm just a bad kid, they'd say, so that's why I do what I do. I don't believe that any kid is a bad kid, I'd say, but I believe we can all do things that are not okay. I know the kids learn that they're bad kids from grown-ups who tell them that they're bad. It's what we call a shame message, and I make a distinction between shame and guilt. Shame is about who you are. It's a label, a noun. But blame is about what you do. It's a verb. And if you accept a shame message about yourself and you believe that you're really a bad kid, then there's not really much you can do to change who you are. But if you realize that it's only something you did, well, you can change what you do. So I don't accept any shame messages about myself anymore. I'm not now, nor will I ever be a bad person, but I have done things that I wished I hadn't done. And when I understand what I did, I work to change my behavior. Then I don't have to walk around feeling like I'm a bad person and I can get on with my life without that weight on my shoulders. When we use the word bad, our brains don't make that distinction about shame or guilt so easily. For example, what do we do with meat when it goes bad? We throw it out, right? And I don't want to be thinking consciously or subconsciously about throwing anyone out. So when someone tells me about a bad kid, I ask them to tell me what the kid is doing because maybe I can help them find some other behavior that might be more successful for them, and then folks will stop calling them bad. It's what we do that's important, not how we're labeled by others or by ourselves. And I make this point around religious labels sometimes with my audience by saying, well, I'm guessing that we have some Christians with us in the audience today, right? No, no, that's okay. You don't have to stand up. But I do have a question for you. Would you raise your hand if you've ever seen another Christian coming your way and you wanted to go in the other direction? I always get a laugh. And I explain exactly because it's not the noun, the Christian label that's important. It's the verb. It's how they do their Christianity. The reason you want to go in the other direction is because their Christianity doesn't have any room for your Christianity. Otherwise, why would you want to leave, right? So, what's all this got to do with the song we're chewing on today? Today's song is If Jesus Had a Gun from my Disciples of Perfection album. We all know they didn't have guns when Jesus was around, but what if they did? They had weapons. Would it make a difference if he just had the only gun in town? I mean, would that be a bad thing if he never shot anyone? Would it make him badder than the Romans? Or bigger than the other prophets that lived way back then? That might be kind of like us having nuclear weapons, right? If we don't use them, it's okay. But just to let people know that we have them, right? That would be important. How would God feel about Jesus packing sidearms, I wonder? wonder how God might feel about us and our nukes. Anyway... I find it helps sometimes to ask grown-up questions from a kid's perspective. See what you think. So here it is from my Disciples of Perfection album. Here's if Jesus had a gun. If Jesus had a gun
1: Pushed him down or maybe they disrespected Mary, you know Jesus was her baby. Well if Jesus had a gun. He wouldn't need to fight, he'd just pull it out and show him. See so you better be polite. What if these were robbing Joe? You know Jesus' other dad. Oh, well, he could use his gun to save him. Somebody Cause he knows it's really bad too No, Jesus wouldn't hurt flea. Let's really have to If Jesus had a gun He would not abuse it He would keep it handy in case he had to use it If Jesus had a gun He would not abuse it He would keep it handy in case he had to use it If some mean guy Abused a little kid Jesus would get mad He wouldn't like what that guy did Jesus couldn't make him pray Or he couldn't find the cop Well, he might take out his gun Just to get the guy to stop If people were starving He could shoot a goat or lamb I don't think he'd shoot a pig Cause he didn't like him You're the boss. And if Jesus had a gun, they'd never put him on a cross. So Jesus had a gun, they never put him on a cross. If Jesus had a gun, he would not abuse it. He would keep it handy in case he had to use it. If Jesus had a gun, he would not abuse it, he would keep it handy in case he And the story's not the same If Jesus had a gun Would he use it in God's name? Saying you turn your other cheek And love your fellow man What part of thou shalt not kill Is hard to understand Now it's God's law And all you people know it too Your behavior's tempting me To use my gun on And Mohammed lived with Jesus back then And they probably didn't have guns They were probably friends I think Moses and Mohammed Lived with Jesus back then And they probably didn't have guns They were probably friends If Jesus had a gun I think he'd throw that gun away Cause he knows he might be Never use it, he would find another way. Jesus had a gun, he threw the gun away. He would never use it, he'd find another way. If Jesus
0: When I wrote this song it was with a batch of other kids songs I knew this one might be a bit adult for some of the little kids so I called Topanga Elementary School just across the canyon from where I live and asked the principal if I could come over and test drive some of my songs with the kids during their break he said sure so I sat against the anchor fence noodling around with my guitar until some of the older kids came over you're Peter Alsop right yep how did you know my kids have been out of Topanga Elementary School for 30 years or more "'Cause my mom sang on one of your albums when she was a kid.' I knew who his mom was. "'Yeah, she was great. "'Hey, would you mind helping me figure out "'which of my new songs I should put on my next kid's album?' By now, a gaggle of ragtag Topanga kids had gathered. "'Sure, yeah,' they said, and they sat on the ground. "'I played, they sang, and then I did if Jesus had a gun. "'So what do you think of that one?' A couple of the sixth graders and fourth grader told me that they really liked the song, but they agreed that maybe it was too complicated for littler kids. "'I agreed with them.' We sang a few more songs the bell rang so they went to their classes and I went home and then my telephone rang. It was the principal. My second grade teacher just came to me and said that one of her students told her there was an old guy by the fence singing with a bunch of kids about Jesus shooting people. Was that you? Yes I said that was me but my song wasn't about shooting people. The Columbine School Massacre happened in 2004 And there had been a couple of shootings at universities, but the horror of Sandy Hook Elementary School and all those other shootings hadn't happened yet. I apologized for upsetting anyone and immediately told the principal that I'd send him the lyrics to the song so he could see what it was about. He called me back when he calmed down, and surprising to me, he said that bringing up Jesus or Muhammad or Moses is not a good idea on any LAUSD campus. He didn't mention the gun much. I told him I'd be glad to talk to any upset parents who might call him, but I never heard back after that. I think he sent a flyer home with the kids. I was upset, but I didn't feel ashamed of myself because there's nothing wrong with me. I was definitely to blame for having played that song in that situation. If I'd thought about it a bit more, I don't think I'd do that again, but that's guilt. That's about what I did, not shame about who I am. Sometimes, even when we do things with the best of intentions, they still don't work out as smoothly as we'd like. Well, that's it for today. Please drop me a note at Peter at peteralsop.com about any of this if you'd like. Or you could like my Facebook page. It's a We Like Peter Alsop and respond there. Or even respond to this podcast directly with a comment and I'll answer. Many thanks to my dear friend Greg Hilfman who plays all the keyboards and the synthesizer parts on the song. Thanks for stopping by. Hopefully you'll share these songs to chew with your friends and family. It's free and anyone can still order my albums from my website at peterallsop.com. Next week, we're going to start with Chapter 1 of my Family Rolls album. It's a live concert performance I did at the Power of Laughter and Play conference at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim, California in 1991. See you there.